Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number Stores or SleepNumber.com. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Fosterkew. Here I'm joined by an interesting soul for snacks and sometimes full-blown banquets. We share conversation and confessions, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Hello, Wonder Socks. We've got a very nice episode on your horizon any second now with lovely man and lovely comedian Don Biswas. He's on the edge of taking, I think, his debut hour to the Edinburgh Fringe called The Revolution Will Be Disorganised. And frankly, so is this podcast. Um, but producer Laura has worked her magic and I think you're going to really enjoy it. We get into everything from eating with dyspraxia, ADHD and autism to the horrible moral quandary posed by whether or whether not to Weatherspoon. First, though, thanks for being my listener. Thanks if you tell other people about this podcast. And huge, huge thanks if you're my patron. The reason this podcast exists at all is thanks to those of you able to throw a few quid a month in the direction of Patreon in exchange for various cool, bespoke things. Without Patreon, hoovering is done for financially, and its future depends on Patreon continuing to grow, so I do need more of you to sign up. So I make sure that the perks are pretty huge for my patrons. For example, there are advanced advanced secret heads up about huge future guests. I have recently announced publicly that national treasure level superstar Joe Lysett is joining me for the Roundhouse Comedy Festival live show in Camden on the 10th of August and my patrons have known about that for weeks. Thank you very much. And not only that, they have been offered discount tickets to that live show. Some of them have been given free tickets to that live show. That's the sort of stuff 
stuff. You can look forward to that and exclusive content and loads of extra regular bits and bobs. If you're interested and you've got even a few quid a month going spare, please go to patreon.com forward slash the hoovering pod and join that lovely gang. Can a gang be lovely? Yes, I should note to self, start referring to it as a club. <laughs> but gangs are cooler than clubs, so it's confusing, isn't it? I'm riffing here. We're a club? A club. Come and join that club. If you haven't heard my radio comedy series, Sturdy Girls Club, on BBC Sounds, please do. I worked my dangly little tits off making that series, and I would love you to hear it. The whole series combined is less than an hour, so you have got time. So on BBC Sounds right now, it's free. It's four 15-minute episodes of comedy about Sturdy Girls. Oh, if you're at Latitude on the 21st of July, that's next weekend, we are hoovering live on the Friday evening at 7.40 at the Listening Post with none other than comedian, ex-model, star, writer, performer, actor and owner and creator of a whole forthcoming BBC sitcom series. It's the awesome Michelle Desfort. I alluded to it earlier, but I would really love to see you all in real life on the 10th of August at the Camden Roundhouse Comedy festival at 7 p.m i am hoovering live with the exquisite king of all mummies joe fucking lyset tickets for those things and for my stand-up work in progress shows going on over the summer are as always on my website jessicafostercue.com a miniature warning that calorie counting is mentioned fleetingly in this episode, but unless you're on a complete ban, it is dealt with and over in a flash. Right, let's introduce you to Don. Him and I met when I was a brand new comedian, like 15 years ago. He had already been on the circuit a little while. He is the most kind, fun, excellent fellow you will ever hear. He came round to mine for a sunshine-soaked lunch of fancy salads that I had made. You join us in my garden. Well, thanks for coming all the way to my house. And it's such a nice day and we're sat in the garden and I've been cooking. And I don't know if it's going to be nice, but if it isn't nice... It looks lovely. Thanks for saying that, you lovely gentleman. (laughs) If it isn't nice, we can blame Nigel Slater because it's all his recipes. Well, in a weird way, we can blame Nigel Slater and also Aldi because I panic bought some pre-made bits from Aldi. That's just like a feta parcel and a a chilli and sweet corn fritter. And then the bits I've made were... It's like a... Fried potato salad with dill and cucumber, but I've made homemade mayonnaise with rocket that you're meant to splat all over that. And then that's the salad with pecorino cheese, radishes and broad beans. Shut up, we're going to live forever. <laughs> uh, I'm sure it's going to be absolutely lovely, but if it isn't, I'll go to Lewis and Weatherspoons afterwards. So. Okay, fine. No, yeah, that is on your way home. I wouldn't be rooted. Um, although, have you ever been in Lewis and Weatherspoons? Just to use the toilet. So. Okay. <laughs> It's terrible, so... It's really sad in there. Shall I dish you some? Oh, brilliant. Thank you very much. This looks delicious. You're talking to a guy who eats microwave meals, so... I like it. But did test that you liked the contents of these recipes and sent you them and you went, oh, normally they have a meal deal, so this sounds great. (laughs) (laughs) The meal meal deal is elite, but I'm surprised other countries don't do them. That is... Okay, let's get into meal deals as a thing. What are we talking, though? Sainsbury's boots? Sainsbury's is the... It's the mecca. Well, Tesco's is quite good as well, but yeah. you need you need to get a club card to get a reduction in those meal deals. So. Oh, but they're all good, yeah. Tes- the main one for me is Tesco's or Sainsbury's. Yeah, love it. Right, have you ever had homemade mayonnaise? Uh, I think it's not in a long time. So I think it's an acquired taste. It's quite like olive oily. Do you like olive oil? That's perfect. It's got rocket in it. I'm just gonna put a dollop there. This and is like, can, like the use it like a dip. Sort of like the Mediterranean diet, which is quite healthy. So. Yeah, it's full of oils. 
we're getting like a lot of varieties of plants that's got to be good and then you can help yourself to that business over there perfect thank you <laughs> can't ever podcast me eating food i know i think it does level it up that we get to actually have some lunch while we're doing it and not just talk about lunch mm, this is lovely good yeah lovely oh right okay this, i don't know what, i'm gonna try the broad bean salad first because uh, okay, so I made it with mint from the garden. Should thank my missus for that. Mmm. Can she cook? Yeah, she can. Oh my, that is nice. It's all soaked in. It's so clever, Nigel. You're so clever. With that, like, you basically made it ages ago, so that the board beans soak up all the vinaigrette and it has, and it's nice. She can cook, but we're quite different. I love following recipes, and I like using stuff up. She likes winging it. And I'm buying a thousand new tiny things and using just a pinch of each. I'm like her, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm quite disorganised, yeah. Right, fair enough. I bought the whole Gordon Ramsay cookbook, used it once, and then... <laughs> I think my dad was absolutely livid to spend that much money, so... <laughs> so, so. Do, you, um, do, you live with your, do you live with your dad? Uh, no longer now. Mm. My, uh, unfortunately, he's no longer here, but... Oh, I'm sorry, mate. But I live with my mum mm-hmm. at a good age, but my dad couldn't cook, and neither can I, so... Yeah. So... <laughs> I'll take one thing. My mum can cook really well, but can I don't. She? But here's the weird thing: everyone loves her food except for one person, and that's me. Oh no! <laughs> so, so yeah. Is so, she gutted or does she not care? She doesn't really care, man. Fair We're enough. very unhealthy, so. <laughs> I've been living off Taco Bell for the last few Fridays, mm. so just whatever's cheap, we go there, yeah. eat it. A lot of sushi as well, so mm, yeah. That's so, healthy. Sushi is healthy, but not supermarket, I don't think. But fair enough. I think I'm coming to the stage now, I'm 40 now, that I might mm. be pretty diabetic. Asian <laughs> people are so unhealthy, so... So so this podcast might save my life, so... You just said about nine things in a row, and I don't know where to start. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> this is going to be... I've got a vibe of what this is, podcast is going to be like. Right, I don't think we can just say Asian people are so unhealthy. No. Even as an Asian person. I don't think I no, can leave that unchallenged. No. Um... <laughs> This Asian person is unhealthy. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. We we walk that back, and um, and now it's something we can run with. Um, <laughs> I fucking love Taco Bell. Mm. Nothing wrong with that. It's very cheap. It's great. Yeah. So um, I think it's cheap, but don't you also think it's cheap because each item is surprisingly tiny. A very very small. Yeah. Yeah. So. You've basically got to make yourself some kind of Mexican tapas. Yeah. To you get just a decent got dinner. Really. <laughs> got by two meals. Yeah. You got by two meals. Yummy. Um, Fair enough. We can assume you're then you're not into cooking. You don't have like a signature dish. My signature dish mm. is pasta with pesto. Brilliant. Mm. Yeah. I saw my sister do it. And I that's what I make if I yeah. can be asked to make it. So. Yeah, I love it. Is your sister older or younger than you? Uh, she's older than me. Yeah. She lives in Switzerland and oh, their wow. diet there is a lot more healthy. So yeah, Switzerland. It's, it's a bit like this food here. It's just, is it? Oh, nice. Why does she live in Switzerland? Just for a laugh. <laughs> Tax avoidance. <no. laughs> That'd be so funny if that was true. You're such a raging lefty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're such a vocal lefty. It's like, turns out your sister's actually Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah, she calls me a champagne socialist, actually, because I'm a, I'm a massive hypocrite. So. Well, aren't we all? But uh, she it. moved there. She found a Swiss bloke. Uh-huh, fair enough. And it's got a really happy ending now, so um, <gasps> they're divorced. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> So she found someone else. So, yeah. Okay, another Swiss bloke or French bloke. So. French bloke stayed in Switzerland. Yeah, so, fair enough. Yeah. No, she's happy in Switzerland. The diet there is a lot healthier. Yeah, so. <laughs> fair so. enough. No Taco Bell's there. So. 
Aren't they? Well, that's their loss. Yeah, that's the first... I think that's why I love Taco Bells, because when I was nine, I went to visit an uncle that lived in America, and I'd never had Mexican food. And I thought I was having, like, Michelin-starred Mexican food yeah. when I tried a Taco Bell. And it blew my mouth. I loved it. It was so delicious. I just never tried those flavours before, and it's really nice flavours. I think it's, I think America's the best for food. I love their diner-style food. Mm. New York is one of my favourite places. And Have you been? Yeah. I love that. I need to go to Cat's Diner, you know, mm. where they had Harry Met Sally, but I've been to similar ones, and yeah. the bagels are lovely. The portion sizes are brilliant. <laughs> I know they're too much, but... Mm. I love the burgers. Everything about New York, the cheese cheesecake is probably my favourite food ever. Is isn't it? It? Yeah. So there was a comic on the circuit. His name was Chester Constable, and I was thinking about this. Mm. And he ate a whole cheesecake to himself. And I felt like at the gig, I was just standing up and just applauding him. Yeah. Because he's my hero. I could eat cheesecake for the rest of my life if that was one meal. So. It's a beautiful point well made, actually. And there are lots of hypocrisies in terms of things that are socially acceptable to have all of. Celia Abbe's got a brilliant joke about why. Why are you allowed a whole pizza but not a whole quiche? Exactly, yeah. Yeah. I think the whole quiche would be like the middle class version, wouldn't it? So. Mm. Yeah, especially now the king's got his own one. But the king's got his own quiche? He brought out his own quiche for his coronation, I think. It's got um, walnuts in it, so Ooh. I think that says everything we need to know. He brought it to the street party, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he, just the one. I had the street party, yeah, we just wanted to get pissed, though. So. Yeah, lovely. I uh, contributed to it. I didn't cook anything, obviously, but just bought some... <laughs> You were, did you bring a microwave meal and a Taco yeah, Bell? Yeah, yeah, that's what I did. Street party. A microwave meal, a Taco Bell, yeah, and um, I left the receipt there just so everyone wanted to contribute. No, I actually bought, uh, what's one of the, what's it called again? Not Dunkin' Donuts, I forgot the other name. Krispy Kremes? Yeah, Krispy Kremes. Oh, I love it that I could guess that one in a second. Yeah. It's expensive though, it's nearly £20. Worth it. It's worth it, yeah, but they all <laughs> went. But they all went, so I couldn't get one for myself, right. so, but oh. that was nice. So, I spent... Most of my life, because I've got ADD, ADHD, is just spending money on food. Yeah. So when I used to work, I gave up my job last year. Bef- so I used to work for in, comedy. For comedy, for Ernest and Young accountants, I used to work. Did it you? It was about five minutes from the station. Yeah. And during that five minutes, I stop at four places just to get something to eat. Amazing. So I'd go to Pret just to get a chocolate bar. Then I get right. a coffee at the next place. I just didn't think because I was just so hungry. So yeah. Uh, oh right because you're so hungry you need to get one thing from each place I thought you were putting together the perfect walk of snacks I, I thought you were basically doing like the prep version of a pub crawl <laughs> yeah that's basically it basically but I wasted so much money and that's yeah. uh, uh, so I'm worried because I'm going to Edinburgh Fringe Festival it's not the PR it's not the venue it's my food like, it's <laughs> going to go down the, it's going to increase loads because I'm I don't cook I'm just I'm I probably won't. I won't even treat myself to a meal. There, I'll probably just go to Waitrose or somewhere and just. Waitrose is swanky. Yeah. Okay. Right. Right. <laughs> You've mentioned Edinburgh. Hmm. You're gearing up to do an hour at the Edinburgh Fringe. Second hour. Yes, certainly. If anyone is Edinburgh based or going to Edinburgh, I'm at the Patter House, nine forty, uh, in a small snug room every day in Edinburgh. Yeah. Second to the twenty seventh, except fourteenth. And what's the show called again? The Revolution Will Be Disorganised. The Revolution Will Be Disorganised. That's such a lovely title. Thank and you. And free cheesecake for all audiences. <laughs> that bit's, I think that bit's a lie, by the way. <laughs> 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 oh, I love it. Um, I'm assuming you're feeling nervous and excited. And if so, is that would that ever affect how you eat? Uh, the thing I'm worried about the most, because uh, I eat a, 
I literally eat a lot of sweets. I snack a lot. Mm. So I'm not worried about my performance. I'm just worried I don't get diabetes and Edinburgh yeah. or a heart attack. So <laughs> just... Uh, or... Uh, or or poor bowel movements and stuff like that. I think I might get IBS. Like so, yeah. so when when I started this Edinburgh journey, I was hoping my venue would be a toilet. <laughs> so, so yeah. Do that, you find that feeling just n- do nerves or have nerves ever like felt made you feel less hungry? Like have you ever been someone who couldn't eat on their way like just before a gig? So many people say that. I've not really uh, had it. One of the reasons why I couldn't eat before a gig is because I was broke. So yeah, that's fair so, enough. And even drinking it is so expensive in this mm. side. But no. no Nerves never affected by the way I eat. Mm. It's just, but, That's good. So I always used to get nervous and just tank at a gig, but the, uh, food wasn't involved. In fact, yes. anything, if the gig went badly afterwards, I just used to eat more. Yeah. So like comfort eating. So. Yeah. Oh, no, I know that feeling when you're yeah. like, something, I need to get rid of these emotions. Ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the reason I ask that is because Edinburgh's make me nervous, but not in a, like the same way as like, you know, in the few hours before a gig... You're like, I don't know, like sweaty palms and yawning and like all the really big signs of being really nervous. But I think in the months, right, even in the sort of, I'd say, year running up to an Edinburgh Fringe, I'm like a bit more full of adrenaline and it does make me less peckish in a way that I just find interesting rather than like good or bad or anything. I've just really noticed it. Like, But then I think lots of people eat differently at different times of year anyway, and it is the run up to the summer. Do you think you eat differently according to what season it is? Um... In the summer, I just eat a lot more ice cream, if I want to be honest. Fair enough. I can have two or three ice creams a day, man. So. Get in. Have you got? A, I had my first twister of the year recently and thought, fuck, that's been too long. Uh, well, I that recommend... a sort of nightcap just before bed. Oh, really that's nice. nice. That is lovely. Yeah. So. When you're hot and just... Like, like, it's a bit like having a... You know if you ever have a cold shower just before you go to bed when it's really hot? It's yeah, the yeah, mouth yeah. equivalent of that. That is brilliant. The one thing I tried for the first day, first time, was a Ferrero Rocher ice cream. I've had one of these. Oh, no, I had a Toblerone one, and I was disappointed. Tell me about the Ferrero Rocher one. It was lovely. Oh, good. I'm obsessed about calories, so it was under 200 calories, but then I had another one. So I wasn't wasn't full up, so yeah. (laughs) Well, it all goes out the window, so... Yeah! Almost worth not worrying about. (laughs) No, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, to, I remember the joke you used to have. Maybe you still would have it. I loved it. But you do one-liners, or you certainly did one-liners back in the day. We started at a similar time doing comedy. And you had one that said, I'm a Hindu, so I don't have beef with no one. Yeah. I love that joke. That, that, that joke actually got slated by a reviewer. What? It's just a, it's just a very cheesy joke, so... What? Well, how is, what is there to slate about that beautiful joke? They need to swivel. They're dead inside. Exactly. They don't know it. That's news to you, Mr. Reviewer. And it will have been a man. You have already died. But the thing is, uh, this is a food podcast. Yeah. I am a Hindu and I actually love beef. So. Do you? Yeah. Well, that's going to be my next question was, are you a Hindu and do you eat beef? Yeah, I do eat beef. So yeah. I love it. So. Um, I'm so... Excuse my ignorance. Is there like a logic behind... Is it in scripture somewhere or something? I think cows are sacred in India, but oh, that's it's a, a sacred thing as opposed yeah. to being like. I think cause some other religions don't eat like pork, for example, because it's meant to be like unclean or whatever. But yeah. it's different to like not eating it because it's fucking awesome. Yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, beef. I think it's sacred. I don't know how. Yeah. I'm not that religious, but right. That's why I know I'm only religious for comedy because I've got about ten reincarnation jokes in my set. So. <laughs> so. 
So at least I do every Edinburgh show, I'll have a new reincarnation joke. That's just so easy to make. So. Really nice. Yeah. Oh my God, you got one for this show. Because I'm a political comedian, it's a really silly joke, but um, my aim is for us to come together so we can get the best deal in life. Fight the top 1% get the best deal in life. Let me tell you about the best deal I got in life. It's when I signed up for a mobile phone network for Hindus. I got unlimited everything so I could use in my next lifetime. <laughs> So, really nice. So yeah, and I've got I've got so mm. many more reincarnation jokes. I could do a whole podcast on it. <laughs> well, there you go. There's an idea. Yeah. So I'm a Hindu and I love beef. So yeah, fair enough. Yeah, Hopefully, you... my mum's not listening. So I oh, know. Is it secret from her? <laughs> no, no, she doesn't. She knows anyway. We're pretty quite lazy Hindus, so we're not that religious. So, but um, would you like avoid ordering beef in Taco Bell one Friday in front of her? I would avoid it just out of respect, but yeah, that's she, nice. she wouldn't care anyway. So, so the only yeah. thing I'm worried about beef was when I was younger and we mm. had that BSE scare. Yeah. And if I'd got it, then my parents would have found out that I oh, were eating beef. So, <laughs> so, so that's the only reason I was scared. Not because it could be like dangerous or anything, but but spicy food. Uh, I get a lot of ribbing from my mates because I'm Indian. I don't eat that much spice. So. Yeah. But uh, I'm okay. I could take it or leave it. So yeah, fair enough. Depends where I'm eating it, and if I need to go to toilet afterwards. Which <laughs> 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 means London. So, sorry, um, you're a lot more political these days in your comedy, and I love to see it. Do you feel like? Oh, I don't know. Do you feel like your um, your politics or your take on the world? As you're like a lot more expressive about that. I think it's just we're exactly the same age. It turns out, and it, I think we've both we were talking about this before we started recording. That like I think it gets to a certain point in your career where you suddenly feel a compulsion to do comedy about things you're actually really passionate about and politics is obviously right up there for you do you feel like your politics um or take on the world affects how you eat or has ever affected how you eat or how you think people should eat yeah i briefly because i was speaking to i think it was named samina zahara i can't pronounce mm. it she's a great comedian and she was telling me how evil a certain corporation is nestle mm. so I, it hasn't really worked out well but for a few months i tried to boycott nestle so <laughs> I think they sort of own everything so it is exactly hard. it's a lot harder I'm dealing with clothes certainly but with food I'm trying to buy more ethically sourced but it can be yeah. really expensive my friend had a go at me because I still drink and eat at Weatherspoons. but when you're a, a broke comedian Weatherspoons sometimes and yeah. you're in a town and you're gigging out of town Weatherspoons is probably the most cheapest option for Definitely. sustenance so yeah but yeah I'm trying to be better more ethical yeah. eating yeah definitely aren't we all mate yeah I think it's funny isn't it um, those boundaries that people set at different times for stuff and it's really easy to say well you shouldn't buy from this person or this person or you shouldn't buy en masse or I think there's a lot I don't know I'm currently like this is embarrassing for the first time ever really like trying to put like a lot of effort in to buying stuff with less packaging 100% but, yes um, I tell you what like that's it it's expensive and not just in money, it's in time. But no, yeah, I try and do that as well, but it's, it's a pain in the... It's a real pain going to several shops just to get less packaging. Yeah. For me, uh, the worst thing about politics and food, and this is something Jeremy Corbyn said, is that we've got more branches of food... We've got more food banks and branches of McDonald's in this country, and that is absolutely horrific. We're supposed to be, like, the sixth richest country in the world, and yet there's a lot of families out there, even people in the middle classes working as doctors or nurses, are struggling to put food on the table. Yeah. And I'm no fan of the previous Labour government, but I'd never heard of a food bank until 2010. No, it, I mean, Cameron effectively brought them in with his big society, didn't he? 
you know, individualistic idea of philanthropy and the rich feeding down to the poor. Like, it's such a gross patronising. But it's also, I guess, philosophically, exactly what they've always said they wanted to do is move things away from the government supporting people who haven't got enough. But now, like you say, we've ended up in a situation where even our nurses... (laughs) Exactly, it's horrific. I don't believe that people aren't going on the streets and protesting. We need to protest this more. We should be like the French. And this trickle-down economics doesn't work at all. And plus, um, uh, the government do give out loads of handouts to people, but they're they're, they're billionaire mates. So so why can't we help the poorest in society? It's bleak, isn't it? I think the situation with food banks is... And I don't think, actually, I, I don't think I end up... For a podcast, for having someone with a podcast about eating, I don't think I talk about it often enough. And you have brought it up loads of times, actually, and rightly so. Like, we are in a fucking weird time in history where actually... You know, in terms of, like, checking privilege and being in the middle of a nice lunch, like, money is an issue for so many people right now, and it's not 100%. just around... Like, it, 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 eating becomes, like, a very emotive thing. If people can't feed their family, like, we're in a situation where interest rates are soaring, people are worried about being able to afford the roof over their head, their bills, but then all I can hope, you know, between you, me and the gateposts, is that actually, historically, the one thing that does put the nail in the coffin of a government mm. is when food prices have gone up and they have gone up more than at, at a, a higher rate and with because of the like how much money is worth now this is the most expensive food has ever been in terms 100%. of like real ta- real life earnings versus what it costs to buy fresh food at the moment it's fucked the system's fucked I mean, uh, we don't even go to Tesco's anymore because it's just too expensive. I mean, mm. obviously, uh, I'm in a privileged position. I can afford that. But it's just things have gone increased. You go somewhere else instead. But it's... Uh, well, and eventually there's nowhere to go. And eventually that's where people end up in food banks, right? We're in this dark situation. But I think... I don't, I don't want to see it as hopeless. But what I can feel like... I don't know, some kind of summary on it for me is... I don't know how anyone in their right mind can continue to vote for this government. The people are just voting against their own self-interest. They've been lied to by, by the right-wing press. So, and uh, I, 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 one of the things, and I'm a bit of a conspiracy theorist, is people continue to vote in their self-interest. You've got to start to wonder: Are elections being rigged or something? Because can people continue to vote in the nasty party? Billions, millions, uh, hundreds of thousands of food banks or whatever. So, thinking. Uh, They've done nothing to sort out fuel poverty. Brexit's been an unmitigated disaster. We go to illegal, not illegal, but dubious wars in other countries. So mm. I think you've got to think, how are these people still getting in? So, Yeah, at least all the Tories I know now are, apart from Jeff Norcott, fucking embarrassed. Yeah. And pretend they're not. No. Yeah. You can't, you just, it's just, they, are, they should be embarrassed because it's just, uh, how can you... I can understand if you vote for this government because you genuinely believe in Brexit and stuff like that. And I nearly vote Brexit for myself, but not, I don't want a Tory Brexit. But I can understand if you genuinely believe their policies. But if you knowingly know that these people are evil and you still vote for them, you're part of the problem. Yeah. So. Fair play. Time for a revolution. And it's going to be a disorganised one if you've got Yeah, exactly. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. 
And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Hey, you sweet bambinos. I'm having a little self-interrupt to share some absolutely brilliant news just in from you. Over on Instagram and Twitter, we ask you listener questions. And here on the show, we show off some of the best, best, best of your responses. You lot are so funny and interesting. In this episode, I asked you about your holiday eating. What stood out for you on the hoovering front, for better or for worse, on your holidays? It's worth giving a general shout out to the deeply impressive number of you who basically answered crisps. If you're listening overseas, um, this is what us Brits call chips. Um, They're actually called crisps. And uh, I mean, I agree with all of you who mentioned the likes of Lay's and paprika flavour, etc. Those are holiday crisps, especially when devoured in the sunshine. And they are a thing of pure fucking joy. On a slightly classier note, thanks to Laura, who said um, mangoes somewhere tropical. That was her holiday eating. Um, I've never had mangoes somewhere tropical, Laura, and now I want to. Um, I want to eat a mango in its country of birth. Um, I can imagine the drippy honey sweetness of that. I should probably ask um, our friend Mango Sommelier Sindhu V where to start. It's a side note, but the coolest thing in history happened to me the other day. I wasn't the cool one. You can guess which one out of me and Sindhu was the cool one. It's her, just in case we've only just met. It's her. Um, I was um, walking home from a gig at Batsy Art Centre down sort of that horrible big high road in Clapham. And I stopped because a huge tinted windowed black murk, like an absolute whopper with like blacked out windows for some cool celebrity pulled up, you know, at the road I was trying to cross. And the the blacked out window rolled down and there was Cindy. And she went, do you want to get in my car? Do you want to lift? And I was like, where are you going? And she went north. And I went, I'm going south. And she put the window back up. We blew each other a kiss. And that was the end of that. <laughs> How cool is that? Now, um, sorry, let's get into the juicy stuff. Um, what have you eaten on your holidays? First, from Fenella Newland, who sent me this extraordinary missive. Fenella says, I'm a lucky bastard. I worked in the wine industry for donkey's years and got to travel all over the place, mostly eating insanely delicious things and drinking wine that is otherwise inexcessively expensive to my meagre budget, while somebody else picked up the bill. Worst experience was day one of a five-day trip to Verona. I had heard rumours about the first night where the entire group, God knows about 60 of us, I can't remember, she says, would be taken to a restaurant called Romeo e Guilietta in central Verona. Apologies, and by the way, this is Jess talking again now if I've massacred the name of that restaurant there, but that's why I do try and encourage you to do voice notes to me, okay? So it's actually your fault. Fenella continues. The restaurant's speciality was horse and donkey, and one side dish that my colleagues lovingly referred to as donkey's pubes. 
Oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. This being one of my first ever major work trips, I was slightly shitting my pants anyway and found out once we were there that a client I had taken with me was both vegetarian and a lifelong equestrian. God, I mean, that is amazing. And then it goes on to describe some of the best holiday food that she's ever had. And it includes stuff like caprese salad, a glass of cold white wine on a cafe pavement, looking over a harbour, unbelievable fig and walnut gelato served just off the Rialto Bridge in Venice. My absolute favourite is still the pumpkin and sage ravioli I had in Venice circa 2010, when I myself was still a strict vegetarian. It was almost certainly finished in some kind of smoked pig-based reduction and inevitably led to my downfall as a vegetarian a few months later. Jesus Christ, Vanilla. One, thank you. Two, you've written about that so beautifully. You should have, if you don't already, your own podcast. And three, fuck me, that's made me excited for more eating adventures all around the world, although perhaps not to the special donkey restaurant. And what a thrill to hear this stuff. Lastly, for this episode, we've got my favourite. It's a voice note. And it's another one that's going to set your mouth heart on fire. It's from A.J. Harford. The nicest thing I've ever had on holiday, I went to Sri Lanka, a little restaurant by a botanical garden, very authentic stuff and uh, falling completely in line with my lesbian sexuality. I had some absolutely lush, sexy lady fingers. They were cooked to perfection. Enjoyed it incredibly much. Very happy about it. 10 out of 10, six out of five. With regards to the weirdest thing, I went to Thailand a couple of years back and I just decided to eat some barbecue mealworms. They weren't that bad, but I wouldn't go and pick them up in a shop and ever eat them ever again in my life at all, ever in the future. Also, I had some crocodile on a pizza once. That shit's tough. That is tough stuff. And I turned vegetarian after that. Oh, Sri Lanka and Thailand have gone on the list. And how funny that AJ came home vegetarian from her trip and Fenella came home unvegetarian into omnivory. Well, thank you for your contributions. More to come in future episodes. Keep an eye and ear on the socials, especially at the Hoovering Pod on Instagram, for more questions coming all the time. Evidence of my holiday hoovering this summer. I try and keep the listener questions entertaining, and there's links all over there showing you ways to get in touch with us in response to them, or indeed about anything else. Let's get back into this lovely episode with Don. You have done some work about being dyspraxic, is that right? Yes. I'm, yeah. So, yeah, for those who don't know that, is it affects my coordination and organisation. I, I often make a joke about it, that I'm on the dyspraxic diet, is how I lose weight, because I make a mess when I eat, so less food goes in my mouth. <laughs> I am that messy, I'm 40, and then, uh, I'm surprised I haven't got food on me now, but yeah, so yeah. yeah, it makes us messy. And Apparently, a lot of the world chefs are dyspraxic as well. Hey. I think Raymond Blanc or... Oh, wow. So, but I'm, I need to Google that. But yeah, but some of the chefs are this way. Do you think that's, um, do you think that's a coincidence or is there something about the sort of chaos of a kitchen or like running a kitchen that might be? I think it's something magnetic. about the chaos of the kitchen. Yeah. I really do think that, yeah. I mean, Jamie Oliver's dyslexic, so there might be some kind of, I don't know, yeah. It's it's creative, the creativeness of the food, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, that's very cool. So, yeah. Um, and other than that very funny answer of because a lot of food misses your mouth, mm. would, just, would you say dyspraxia affects how you eat in any other way? I suppose just adulting, right? Like just managing a life, it's much harder to be organised. Is that about right? 100%. I don't prep my food or anything. So, yeah, I just get everything last minute and I waste my money. So Well, it's not a waste of money because you need the food. Yeah, definitely, but I just eat a load of rubbish. So I, I always tell myself I'm going to be organised. I've got about seven pads in my house. Have you? Notepads. 
seven notepads yeah. and uh, I don't use any of them so <laughs> that's how disorganised I am but you're talking about the dyspraxia uh, important thing is I'm on the spectrum as well and a lot of autistic people don't like certain textures of food yeah luckily I'm not like that but um, that's fair enough yeah textures colours all sorts of things can yeah, exactly. come into it exactly yeah so um, most important thing for me food wise as long as it's free <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Right now, so but yeah. Well, help yourself to more. Yeah. Um, on that note, I love to see it. I'm pleased with this, by the way. I think I will make it again. I really like the crispy potatoes. It's really lovely. Yeah. yeah, they work really well. I think I'm not a massive fan of cucumber. I don't hate it, but I don't get all the fusses about a bit. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think mm, you have to have it with some sauce. <laughs> you have to have it with something good, don't you? And someone was telling me the other day that they had a really funny realization that like it's one of the few vegetables that their kid eats, and then they read that it's basically nutritionally zero. Like, it's just water, really. My niece is in fact, <laughs> like she won't eat anything other than cucumbers in terms of vegetables. Oh, so, how old's your niece? She's five years old. So. Yeah, is she live in Switzerland? No, this is no. my twin sister. Oh, I didn't know you had a twin. She's lovely, but she's very demanding. Is she? But she's uh, five years old, and yeah, she's very particular about her food. Is she? She'll only eat a cucumber. She'll, she'll eat the sweets, but in terms of vegetables, yeah, yeah, kids yeah. can be quite disgusting when it comes to food, because oh, the other God, day she yeah. found some kind of lolly stuck to her shoe. Yeah, and ate she just it up. Ate it up, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, my son's seven, and I have to stop him doing that. He dropped a bit of popcorn well, he drops popcorn on the floor in the cinema, and that's in the dark. So he knows he's in the dark. He will slither down and be on all fours, truffling it up like a like an actual pig in a forest looking for truffles. And I'll be like, Rudy, can you get up? Please get off the floor. And then he'll and then he had some popcorn left over, which is rare for him. And we I, we had to go around Tesco's. He drops them on the floor in Catford Cat Tesco's, which is it's a world unto itself. Tom. It's not it is not a clean and tidy or safe or nice place <laughs> and he um, I got going to pick that up I genuinely had to like Ooh. I had to swoop down like fast <laughs> like I was grabbing an assailant and thwack it out of his hand Ooh. I was like I don't understand where kids love that neither, don't they it's not that I can say that's not like learnt behaviour from me I wouldn't pick up floor off a fucking supermarket floor oh I also want to know when he'll stop having like a full beard of whatever he's eating. He can eat something like that, that was... Yeah. <laughs> no, you're not. Not he's he. I don't know how, like, a seven-year-old can pick up something, even like a piece of lettuce, and somehow there'll be a full green bit. It's like <laughs> something you didn't know <laughs> yeah. you could make a mess with. He will find a way of making but a mess But to be fair, if, if I was at the cinema, I'd fight him for the popcorn. Would so, you? Yeah, because I, I am a bit lazy. If it's something on the floor, I'd eat it. My mum still tells me just to stop. <laughs> but... <laughs> And I'm 40, so yeah, just, yeah, uh, I'm about lazy, so yeah. Do you like um, salty popcorn or sweet popcorn or mixed? Sweet popcorn is the best. Anyone who just likes salty popcorn on their own uh, are the worst people in society. No. We like salty. I'm afraid you're going to need to leave now. (laughs) (laughs) This is like a salty versus sweetie debate. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. No, I like the mixed, actually. Yeah, I don't mind mixed, I'll eat that, but yeah, probably sweet, yeah. I love it. Um... I've got a sunshine season question. Holidays. What's the best or worst thing you've eaten on your holidays? Glory and detail for me, please. The worst thing I ate on the holiday was uh, I went to Tenerife and they had a buffet and it was just horrible, like bacon and eggs. It wasn't cooked properly. A breakfast buffet? Yeah. 
and it was just the, the, the orange juice, I think, was out of date. It was just oh, awful. God. So, yeah. This I'm is heartbreaking. Surprised I didn't get food poisoning, but oh, yeah. Oh, no. So we had to spend more money by going to a restaurant. So. Oh, no. Were you there for work or there for a holiday with your family? Like, were you there for gigs? It's just or? a holiday. So, yeah. yeah. We just booked the cheapest flight, the cheapest hotel possible, mm. and the food was absolutely disgusting. So, so. <laughs> But the best food I had wasn't on holiday. Oh. My, uh, my 40th birthday, my sister took me to a restaurant called Dashoom, mm. which is, uh, I didn't know about it, but apparently I've got a friend of mine who's a comic and his, his missus is at the cookbook, so it's quite well known. Yeah. So she paid for it. So oh, that's it. nice. <laughs> so oh. the food was amazing there. So. Yeah, I've been once and it was incredible. King's I went Cross, for breakfast. Yes. They've got one in Edinburgh. Yeah. It's up on Andrew Square. So one day in the whole month, you can have something nice. Go there. Tell me about a time when you ate something even though you had no idea what it was. I, I've never really... Uh, probably sushi. I didn't realise it was duck. So, duck? Uh, yeah. Oh, duck sushi. Yeah. Oh, you get it, it's a sushi. I don't want to eat something I've given bread to like a few days before. <laughs> so. I'm not very exotic when it comes to my taste. So no. duck is probably the... I've had rabbit before, but that's it. So Did you like it? It wasn't too bad, actually. Mm. So the, the worst story I heard was... I don't know if I tell, tell this story, but I heard it on TikTok. Some woman, uh, some bloke in America, he was a serial killer. Oh, no. And he had a burger van. Oh, I think no. Can, I think he can figure out what the rest of them are going to say. Oh, say-. no. So, you know what, he served his customers, so. Uh-uh, it's Sweeney Todd. Yeah, pretty much, yeah, so. Oh, dear. If there was no other option, would you ever eat a person? Depends on the person. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you have to say yes. Uh, well, uh, depends. You have to say yes. Well, do I have to kill them first, or is that it? If they're just there, available, yeah, or cooked. Maybe, yeah, exactly. Someone might have already made them into, like, a sausage roll. I think the thing is that no one should tell you and you should just eat it. So, But, yeah, if I had to for the survival of my life, then, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that sounds I like horrible. That. I like it when it's a nice, quick answer like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, is there anything, like, food-wise, that you think demands to be eaten in, like, a particular way, like, in a ritualistic way, like, people have specific ways that they eat, like a Cadbury's cream egg, for example. Like, if you've got any foods that you're like, right, I have to eat that bit, then that bit, then that bit, anything like that? I'd probably say a Jaffa cake. All right, let's go. I think, yeah, you can eat the bottom bit first. Like the spongy bit? Yeah. Hard to leave the outer yeah, yeah, yeah. rim of the... But you, you don't have to eat in one go. You, go, yeah. you can just savour it, just take yeah, bit yeah, by yeah. bit. That's the way That's I do it. So, one thing is that I think I think more people in this country, when they eat Indian food, maybe try eating it with their hands. Oh, that's a nice thing to suggest. But I can't do it myself. But the problem... Uh, now, this is going to be too disgusting, but... No, right. go for it. Nothing's too disgusting. I'm left-handed, and most yeah. Indian people... When I, oh, when yeah. I went back you to use left hand for toilets? Yeah, and yeah. that's the thing. And I use it for eating the food in my hand. I don't use it, I use a knife and fork. Yeah. I went back to India where, this year, to Calcutta. Yeah, wow. With your family, or just for... Yeah, family? just my mum, yeah, yeah, to help her out there. And they eat, we eat their right hand, so I couldn't do that, so... Yeah. yeah what I, did you do? Did you just have to get some cutlery? Yeah, I just get cutlery, yeah. yeah Total Westerner, yeah, get yeah. cutlery. <laughs> oh. so, so, yeah, and yeah, but the food there is amazing, like the yeah. restaurants are really lovely. So. And I guess there is something really freeing and I think connecting with the food to eat with your hands. I love eating with my hands. Yeah, I'm surprised more people don't do it, so. Yeah. And people can save money on cutlery, so, you know. And toilet paper. And toilet paper as well, yeah, so exactly, but um, I think that's something more British people should try. Yeah, 100%. Mm. I'd be down with that. Quick fire questions. Tell me about food that you were given as a gift or won as a prize. Apparently, when I was younger, I had won a, a trip to McDonald's. <laughs> so, um, 
I think this informed me of becoming a socialist. I shared the McDonald's with everyone. So, oh. Which sounds very uh, wanky and virtue signaling as I say in it now, but yeah. No, it doesn't. I but, think it sounds nice. That's so, really kind. So, uh, My son's an only child and he wouldn't share his McDonald's trip with anyone. It's like my niece as well. She's like that as well, but yeah. I don't blame her. But my biggest regret in life, food-wise, is um, sharing that McDonald's. So, oh, so okay. I wish yeah. I had it for myself. So, so he has so. taken it back. And yeah, he has taken it from my toll on me. That's why I became a stand-up comedian, all that scars. Or <laughs> <laughs> sharing the McDonald's. So. The trauma. So the trauma, exactly. The so. trauma of having shared. Cool original or tangy cheese? Uh, cool original. Mm, I agree. Foam hearts and eggs or tang fastics? What are foam hearts? I just mean normal Haribo or the ta- sour ones. The sour ones, 100%. Yeah. What's the most futuristic thing you've ever eaten? The most futuristic thing? Uh, I've eaten a lot of things that are not futuristic, i.e. out of date, but... Uh, <laughs> That's the perfect answer. <laughs> uh, but I haven't had anything futuristic. No, not really. No? Not mm. um, any Space Invaders or <laughs> Sherbet UFOs? I love a Sherbet UFO. There you yeah. go. That can be the most futuristic thing. Um, <laughs> what's the worst thing you've ever found in something that you were eating? Probably uh, my mum does a lot of cooking and uh, one of her hairs. (laughs) Oh, mum hair. Yeah, mum. It's extraordinary, isn't it, with that? I was talking to a friend, a dad, on the school gates this morning and um, as a mum with hair. Um, We were chatting away and all the while we were talking, I could see that from where I'd hugged him hello, one of my hairs was like very much stuck in his short beard. (laughs) Um, It was like, it's not quite a beard. It was like, you know, he hasn't shaved for a few days, like a thick bristle and I could see my hair dangling wild and loose from his face. I didn't tell him. Is that you didn't, right? Yeah, that's fine. Just leave him. Yeah, he'll go home and his wife will assume full affair. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably getting divorced as we speak now. Oh, so. no, I hope not. <laughs> Hangover? What are you having to eat? Probably I'd get a McDonald's or a Subway sandwich. All to yourself? Yeah, all to myself. Or I'd get a pizza. So, yeah. Okay, fine. So, yeah. You're giving yourself three really good options there exactly I'd, yeah so yeah that's what I do yeah but I don't get hangovers these days because I just it's too expensive to drink in London yeah. <laughs> now it's time for the big magic becomes something that any old twat can actually do and as I'm sure you can imagine it's a shit show sorry but we've all seen Cardiff on a Saturday night Everyone is spelling off all over everyone else. There's puddles, cats, toads, pencils and dusts everywhere. All that used to be a person. It's messy, it's noisy, it's hell. But luckily, um, we've agreed to go back to normal and just having AI to shit ourselves about. But only if you, and weirdly it does have to be you, Don, do 100 Rubik's Cubes just with your feet while you're with your mouth you're singing Kylie's Padam on a loop until it's done. <laughs> But in Danish, it sounds impossible, but you do it. You're a hero. You go down in history as the person who saved the world, Don, from this really awful sort of shit magic apocalypse. Um, your reward in reality is the adulation of all people for all time. You're like, you've gone down in history like a god, but your reward in the moment, and you are starving because those Rubik's Cubes with your feet whilst singing took ages, is the feast of your dreams. Now, what would you eat? What would you drink? Well, and if there's a who, with, and where, you can have a location and some company for this meal, if you like. For the mains uh, and the starter and the dessert, it would all be cheesecake. Just going to have three cheesecakes? Yeah, I love cheesecake so oh, much. Oh, I love it. Any different sorts of cheesecake? Just chocolate, mainly chocolate one, maybe Chocol- caramel, but yeah. Oh, I'd nice. chocolate caramel, but mainly three chocolate cheesecakes. Three chocolate 
cheesecakes, maybe yeah. one of them with a hint of caramel. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, just for a little bit of variety, but yeah. Maybe yeah. with a few Maltesers in them or something. Oh but. my God, have you ever had a cheesecake with Maltesers in them? I think I might have, yeah. So, oh yeah. my God, I'm happy for you. So yeah, I love those places, where those dessert places. Those like Casper's and places yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, we exactly. so should have done that, I didn't know. No, no, that's fine, but yeah, I'd have three cheesecakes and... Yeah. <laughs> For a drink, I would have a... Liquidised cheesecake. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically, a milkshake, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, would you? Cheesecake milkshake, I was joking, yeah. but you would, would you? Yeah, I'd have a cheesecake yeah. milkshake. all right, why not? And then I'll go straight to hospital. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a fantasy situation, so nothing has any consequences. You could eat three cheesecakes in this situation and afterwards feel great, not even sick or headachey. Yeah, yeah, cheesecake all the way, so, yeah. Yeah. Love it. Bloody hell. Thank you for doing my silly podcast. Thanks very much for having us. I appreciate it. Hoovering Podcast. Told you he was a puppet. If you're heading to the Fringe, make sure you see his show at the Gilded Balloon. The revolution will be disorganised and follow him on social media. He is at Don Biswas Comedy. Biswas is B-I-S-W-A-S. Don't forget to come and hoover live with me and the guests of my dreams, either at Latitude on Friday, 21st of July with Michelle Desfort, or on the 10th of August at the Roundhouse Comedy Festival with none other than Joe Lysett. And I'm working up a new stand-up show. I've got preview hours up and down the country this summer. Info and tickets are on my website, jessicafoscue.com. Also, special thanks to those of you answering my listener questions. You're the best. Follow us on social media at The Hoovering Pod. I'm on at Jessica Foscue. Send us voice notes, pictures, WhatsApps to 07462 855 271. Email us, thehooveringpod at gmail.com. I'll be storing all your beautiful offerings up and discussing them in future episodes. Keep an eye on our social media for any specific questions and topics that we'll be asking you to contact us about. Links to everything interesting mentioned today are, as ever, in the podcast notes. Hoovering is presented and created by me, Jessica Fosterkew. The music is by Jake Yap, and it was produced by Laura Grimshaw. Until in two weeks, happy hoovering. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.